Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio. Your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Wednesday, March 8th, and we start with local news. Yesterday, local law enforcement conducted a multi-agency traffic safety operation. In an effort to reduce traffic crashes and fatalities, law enforcement officers from the Columbia Police Department, Murray County Sheriff's Department, Spring Hill Police Department, and the Tennessee Highway Patrol worked together to conduct high-visibility, directed traffic enforcement on Nashville Highway in Columbia. In three hours, over 70 traffic stops were conducted on Nashville Highway with multiple citations and arrests being made. Some of the violations that officers encountered were speeding, distracted driving, seatbelt violations, violation of the move-over law, and driving on a revoked or suspended driver's license. Traffic safety operations with an emphasis on school zones and in high-vehicle crash rates areas will continue in the future. The Columbia Police Department encourages everyone to drive safely every day. The Roaring Twenties were a time when blues and soul singers were some of the most popular entertainment acts, and one local star is being honored by a new Tennessee Music Pathways marker. This will be the second Music Pathways marker Columbia has been awarded, but the first honoring an individual person. The first marker was dedicated in 2022, recognizing the Mule House as a significant Tennessee music venue located along the state's historic music trail. It is a statewide music trail that we have now officially, and again, become a part of, Columbia Tourism and Marketing Director Kelly Murphy said, and this is a wonderful marker. Born in Columbia's College Hill District in 1906, Lily Mae Glover was famously known as Ma Rainey II, taking the name following the death of the late blues innovator. Robert Street was where she was born, which is a street that no longer exists, Murphy said. She was a very interesting character, from what I've been told. After running away from home at age 13, Glover began performing regularly on Beale Street in Memphis in the late 1920s. She was later inducted into the Hall of Fame of Music and Entertainment in 1981. Glover died in 1985 and now has a brass note marker dedicated to her life and legacy on Beale Street. The new Tennessee Pathways marker will be located at the intersection of East 8th and Woodland Streets, commonly referred to as the Bottom, which once was a thriving area for black-owned businesses, nightclubs, and other social gathering spots. We didn't really want to put it directly in a residential neighborhood, but in a more trafficked area over off of 8th Street, Murphy said. Public Works will install it, and I expect it will be very interesting that it's done tastefully and just a really nice-looking marker, she said. Last summer, Murray County Fire Paramedic Fabian Oden developed an autism database to help first responders when arriving on the scene of an emergency. Now Odin is asking for the community's help in implementing the program. Odin is applying for a FedEx small business grant to update the current version of the database, Rapid Guardian. Odin said the new version provides more details and is more organized. A major concern for 49% of autistic children is wandering, Odin said in a Facebook post. These vulnerable individuals tend to bolt from safe settings with little sense of danger and oftentimes tragically wander towards bodies of water resulting in drownings, he said. 
Odin said Rapid Guardian integrates 911 communication center maps, allowing the dispatcher to identify the closest body of water and send first responders to that location to search for the missing individual. Parents of individuals with autism spectrum disorder are also able to provide information about any social communication and behavioral challenges so first responders can better communicate. Odin said the new version will go into effect once Murray Emergency Management Agency purchases the database. If awarded with the grant, Odin said he will be able to promote the system and add more features. As a community, let's be proactive and help get this implemented and not wait until a tragedy happens, Odin said, adding that there have been several incidents when law enforcement had a call for individuals who could benefit from the system. As the second healthcare facility and the first rural hospital in Tennessee to implement a, ni- a canine unit, rather, Murray Regional Medical Center has become a model for other hospitals in the state. Now, furry four-legged canine staff members will be frequent sites on the hospital property. The canine unit is an important component of the Murray Regional Medical Center Security Department, which consists of 18 total security officers. Working in unison, the entire group patrols Murray Regional Health's buildings and properties in Columbia to ensure a safe environment for all patients, staff, and visitors. The primary goal of the canine unit is to help de-escalate tense situations, allowing staff and visitors to feel more comfortable and at ease when the dogs are present, said Mike Short, Administrative Director of Safety, Security, and Environmental Services at Murray Regional. While the dogs help to contribute to a safer campus overall, we wanted to ensure they were personable, able to connect with and make people more comfortable when they are at the hospital. That can often mean stopping at nursing units to say hello to staff or brightening the day of a patient with a quick visit he said. Murray Regional Medical Center's canine unit started in 2019 with Belgian Malinois brothers Max and Milo and their respective handlers, security officers Scott Nations and John Holland. In 2021, Maverick, a Dutch Shepherd, and Merlin, a Belgian Malinois, joined the unit along with their respective handlers, security officers Chris Lovett and James Hill. Adding Maverick and Merlin to the team made it possible for a security canine to be available at the medical center 24-7. Our job is to make things safer for our patients, visitors, and staff, said Nations, the canine unit supervisor for the organization. People often seem surprised to see one of the dogs walking down the hall, but their presence can provide reassurance and bring a sense of safety to those we encounter, he said. Prior to beginning work at Murray Regional Medical Center, all canines and their handlers attend an intensive obedience and training program at Ventosa Canine Kennel in North Carolina, with a special emphasis on training for the unique needs of a healthcare environment. In addition to being skilled at de-escalating tense situations, they are trained to detect upwards of 20 odors and are able to serve as a community resource if called upon by local law enforcement agencies. At Murray Regional, we are committed to ensuring the safety and security of all individuals who enter our buildings, Short said. Sometimes in, <clears throat> excuse me, sometimes in healthcare, emotions can run high. Having one of our canines on duty to respond to these tense situations can often calm individuals through their presence alone before it escalates. They can definitely change the dynamic of most any interaction by their very presence, he said. They're part of the team, Nation said. They get excited to come into work every day. They love seeing the staff. Max probably hears 150 times a day how beautiful he is, but they take their jobs and the safety of our staff, patients, and visitors very seriously, he said. 
The canine program is made possible through funding from the Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation and the Murray Regional Medical Center Auxiliary, a service organization that funds special requests from departments of the medical center through fundraising activities and revenue generated from the operation of the hospital's gift shop. J.E. Woodard Elementary and Randolph Howell Elementary in Columbia both have been awarded grants from the Tennessee Valley Authority in partnership with Bicentennial Volunteers, Inc., a TVA retiree organization to develop science, technology, engineering, and math education projects to help spark student interest in future careers in STEM-related fields. Teachers across TVA's seven-state region applied for funding of up to $5,000 for projects, and 238 applications were selected. We are excited to have this funding to support hands-on activities and programs that help students develop skills that can apply to real-world problem-solving, said Amy Roberts, CTE Director for Murray County Schools. We want to open doors to high-quality, rewarding jobs for our students, and the grant will help us introduce them to these subjects from a very young age, she said. Schools who are awarded grants must receive their power from a local power company served by TVA. Woodard and Howell Elementary are both served by Columbia at Power and Water System. J.E. Woodard Elementary School will use its $5,000 grant to get students engaged with nature and protecting the environment. Part of enjoying nature is learning to protect it. This will be accomplished by sharing the marvels of nature, highlighting and partnering with national parks, and utilizing STEM content and challenges that focus on the environment. Learning will be framed with literature and immersive experiences. The students will be challenged to find beauty in nature and share their discoveries. These discoveries will be displayed in the school and in dedicated outdoor spaces. One of the inspirations is Camp Carol Ann. Woodard, Woodard Elementary's principal, a passionate naturalist, has extensive collections of artifacts from her years of outdoor adventures. Those artifacts become the foundation for discussing rocks, fossils, animal habitats, and mysteries of nature. Coupled with Camp Carol Ann will be extensive learning guided by immersive studies of national parks, STEM challenges, and a live STEAM event with challenges revolving around real-life challenges faced by six different national parks. In the end, students will be identifying human impacts on nature and creating solutions that minimize that impact. A $3,500 grant awarded for Randolph Howell Elementary STEM School Nature Trail will be a collaborative effort between students, staff, families, and community partners. The intention of the project is to create a natural and usable green space for both learning and community enjoyment. They anticipate that all stakeholders will join together to create a, create a learning experience or a learning space that highlights local flora and fauna and provides education about how to live within the natural world. This will be achieved by creating the physical trail and installing attractive and durable signage. The space will also include opportunities for meeting the gross motor and sensory needs of our community. The anticipated result is that students and community will have access to green learning spaces within our rapidly expanding community. TVA is committed to supporting STEM education to help develop students today, today's students rather, into tomorrow's engineers, scientists, and IT professionals, said Jeanette Mills, TVA Executive Vice President and Chief External Relations Officer. It's inspiring to be able to contribute to the innovators of the next generation, she said. Since 2018, TVA and BVI have awarded nearly $5 million in STEM grants to support local education. 
A full list of grant recipients and information on how to apply for the future STEM grants can be found at www.tvastem.com. Other than perhaps Mule Day, one of Columbia's biggest events is the always popular and competitive 7th Annual Mid-State Classic Softball Tournament. The collegiate doubleheader, which kicks off Wednesday, March 15th at Ridley Sports Complex, was part of Columbia City Council's study session discussion this month, where the city will vote on a resolution to accept $19,000 generated by sponsor donations to help fund the tournament. Tickets to the Mid-State Classic are $10 and available by contacting Columbia Parks and Recreation at 931-388-8119 or online at www.columbiatn.com forward slash Mid-State Classic. Parks and Recreation Director Mac Reagan said the event typically sells out at about 2,000 seats. As of now, fewer than 500 tickets remain to be sold, and the ones still available are going fast. It's going to be another big year, and everything is planned, itineraries are set, and right now we're working on the final details, such as meals, Reagan said. Everything is set to go, and we are looking forward to a great day. The only thing we can't control is the weather, he said. This year's games will once again feature the University of Tennessee Lady Volunteers, who will face off against the Austin P. State University Governors, beginning at 5.30 p.m., The University of Tennessee is bringing probably one of the best teams in the country, Reagan said. They're just unreal. Earlier in the day, Columbia State Community College will face Motlow State College, uh, Community College at 1 p.m. In addition, Columbia Central High School will kick off the tournament against Tullahoma High School starting at 10 a.m. I'm so excited about this year's Mid-State Classic between the Tennessee Lady Vols and Austin P. State University Govs, Mayor Chaz Mulder said. Once again, Columbia serves as the host site for one of the most highly attended softball games in the state. And once again, Ridley Sports Complex will serve as a showcase venue for this event. Most of all, I am proud of our team at the Parks and Recreation Department for their good work in putting on this event every year and helping our youth, in particular young women in our community, see firsthand a collegiate sport being played in our community at a very high level, he said. Columbia State Community College welcomes Appalachian Roadshow to the Cherry Theater on March 16th as part of the first Farmers Performance Series. Appalachian Roadshow is a visionary acoustic ensemble bringing new generation interpretations of traditional Americana, bluegrass, and folk songs, as well as offering innovative original music, all presented with a common thread tied directly to the heart of the Appalachian regions of the United States. Appalachian Roadshow invites us to come and sit a spell on the porch as the band shares its dynamic musicianship through songs and stories emanating from the mountains and hollers of North Carolina and Virginia to the coal mines of West Virginia and Kentucky. We are excited to welcome this talented group of musicians to our performance series, said Bethany Lay, Columbia State Vice President for Advancement and Executive Director of the Columbia State Foundation. Their authentic bluegrass sound is beloved by many and tickets are selling fast. Don't miss the opportunity to join the celebration of genuine Appalachian music, she said. Individual tickets are on sale for $30 plus tax for adults and $20 each plus tax for Columbia State students. To charge tickets by phone using a major credit card, you can call 931-540-2879 or purchase them in person in room 113 of the prior administration building on the Columbia campus Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. 
On the night of the performance, the box office opens at 6 p.m. in the Kenneth and Ramona Cherry Theater, located in the Wayman L. Hickman Building on the Columbia campus. Theater doors open at 6.30 p.m. and the show begins at 7 p.m. The Columbia campus is located at 1665 Hampshire Pike in Columbia. For more information, visit www.columbiastate.edu forward slash performance dash series. And now your hometown memorials sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Thomas Harry Anderson, husband of Columbia native Josephine Elizabeth or Joe Beth Folger, passed away on March 2nd in Los Altos, California. A graveside service for Mr. Anderson will be held on Saturday at 11 a.m. at Williamson Cemetery. I'm sorry, Williamsport Cemetery. Oaks and Nichols funeral directors are assisting the family with arrangements. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness, and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people, and we work hard to do things well. But we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have generally cloudy skies today with a slight chance of a rain shower. The high will be near 60 degrees with winds out of the east-northeast at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect overcast conditions with a low of 47 degrees. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. 
The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Chris Dowdy from Tennessee Children's Home. We are overwhelmed by the support through our move to our new Spring Hill campus. We are excited about the new opportunities that these buildings will provide us to serve at-risk youth. We ask that you will continue to pray for us and those that we serve. We still need your continued support. Visit our website, tennesseechildrenshome.org, to make a donation or learn more about what we're doing to serve at-risk youth in Tennessee. Tennessee has lots of buried pipelines, so it's important to know the signs of a leak, like if you smell unusual odors or hear hissing, see bubbling earth or water, or dead or dying vegetation. Some signs are even harder to miss, like dirt being blown into the air, a frost ball in an open field, or a flame coming from the ground. If you see any of these signs, don't wait. Leave the area immediately and call 911 or your pipeline company. For more tips on pipeline safety, visit pipesafety.org. A message from the Tennessee Gas Association, Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg traveled to Nashville International Airport on Friday to celebrate a $7 million grant to help improve the main airport access road. The funding is part of nearly a $1 billion in airport terminal program grants announced by the Department of Transportation, which saw Buttigieg also visit Memphis International Airport, which received $14.8 million, and Charles W. Baker Airport in Millington, which received $1 million, as part of $22 million in grants for airport projects in the state. Nashville International Airport is also rebuilding one of their taxiways through an additional $8.6 million from the Federal Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. Buttigieg is joined, was joined at BNA by Nashville Mayor John Cooper, Nashville Airport Authority President and CEO Doug Krulin, as well as numerous other Nashville Council members, Tennessee State Senators and Representatives, including a few mayoral hopefuls for a tour of air, airport facilities. Notably, no representatives from the governor's office and no federal-level Tennessee representatives were present. As we continue to go forward, every little bit helps when you're running big programs like that, so we're appreciative of the $7 million that we're receiving this year and the $8 million plus we received last year, Krulin said. In January, BNA opened their new Grand Lobby, a part of the $1.5 billion BNA Vision Project, which will be complete later this year. 
Last year, BNA began work on the $1.4 billion New Horizons expansion that will include updates to two concourses, an air freight building, terminal roadway improvements, and baggage handling system upgrades, which is scheduled to be completed in late 2028. This airport is central to the success of the city, Cooper said. We need the investment. This is a billion dollars for expansion. There's interior design, artwork, pedestrian bridge, hotel, terminals, concourse, baggage handling improvements. All of that is going to create a front door for Nashville that I think is going to be unexcelled in the country. Buttigieg praised the private-public partnership between the BNA and the government, both local and federal. This is a direct connection between that action, that legislation that President Biden signed, and we are... And where we are now with this infrastructure package, improving our airports, fixing tens of thousands of miles of roads, repairing thousands of bridges, bringing affordable public transit to millions of Americans, he said. Buttigieg and the U.S. Department of Transportation recently came under fire following nationwide airline travel issues centered around Southwest Airlines during the 2022 Christmas holiday, which saw massive delays and cancellations, including at BNA. Buttigieg said during his Nashville visit that they are continuing to work on addressing airline issues, including an announcement to ban junk fees related to families flying who are flying with children. This is the second high-profile visit from a Biden administration official to Middle Tennessee in one month, following U.S. Secretary of the Treasury Janet Yellen's visit to a Spring Hill electric vehicle battery plant in February. Buttigieg and the Biden administration as a whole are facing mounting scrutiny following a toxic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, which has caused an environmental disaster whose impacts are not yet fully understood by either the government nor the public. What I made clear then and what I'm working to make sure we make good off of for as long as I'm here is that they will not be left alone, Buttigieg told reporters during the BNA press conference. We've had folks on the ground from day one from this administration. EPA in particular is working to hold Norfolk Southern accountable for the cleanup. Our department's supporting the Independent Safety Administration, and I also believe this is a moment when the whole country needs to look at rail safety, he said. A Williamson County school resource officer is being hailed a hero after possibly saving a student's life. Authorities stated at around 8 a.m. on Monday, a 16-year-old student was found unresponsive in a car in the parking lot at the high school. The SRO was notified, and sources said the SRO administered two doses of Narcan to the unresponsive boy, bringing him back. Officials with the Williamson County Sheriff's Office confirmed the school nurse and EMS also quickly responded and helped render medical aid for the teen. Because of privacy, officials with Williamson County Schools wouldn't talk on camera, but officials did issue a statement confirming that Narcan is in all Williamson County Schools and multiple personnel are trained how to use it. News of the potentially life-saving effort was well-received among residents across the street from Franklin High School who salute the deputy's quick actions and expressed mild surprise that Narcan is inside Williamson County Schools. All I have to say is, thanks for saving that kid's life, one resident said. Williamson County, the richest county in the state, and they have Narcan in the schools? I'm glad they have it, but wish they didn't need it, another resident said. According to Williamson County Schools, all the Narcan in the schools is donated by the anti-drug, by an anti-drug coalition, which donates a double pack of Narcan to each school clinic after specific training has been completed. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. The band Chicago is celebrating 56 years in the music entertainment biz. They just announced new tour dates for 2023, which includes a stop in Franklin, Tennessee at First Bank Amphitheater on Monday, September 25th, 2023. This concert is part of the Farm Bureau series. Pre-sale ticket sales uh, begin on Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. with the code OPENER. Public sales opens on Friday at 10 a.m. You can find tickets at Ticketmaster.com. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.